Hello and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger. And I'm Autumn Webb. And I'm so happy that Jordan did the intro today. (laughs) (laughs) I have done it like every week for a while just because I always hit start recording. And then I was like, God, I'm kind of getting irritated by the sound of my voice kicking this (laughs) off. So... (laughs) So I'm grateful for Jordan kicking off the intro and um, we're here recording at lovely 6.50 a.m. having a little Mm. morning coffee chit chat before work, which honestly, I love recording before work. I think it's a good way to start the day. Yeah, I feel like we're like a little bit sleepy in like a just waking up kind of way. And so we are like giggly and have energy. Whereas like when we do it at the end of the day, we're like sleepy and like a we're done talking for today. And so it's like the opposite the opposite effect. So I like the morning recordings too, but I cannot commit to recording at 6 30 consistently. Oh, consistently. I know me neither. Well, I was thinking I want to be this 5 30 AM wake up girl. I've wanted that for so long and I literally can't like I have sucked and I've been listening to Ryan Holiday's Discipline is Destiny, which is so good. His writing is so amazing. And like his historical references, I'm like, Oh, I love him. But um, he, it's all about just fucking manning up and doing what you need to do. Like basically, and I'm like, how do I do that with wake up time? Like, I don't understand. And it's cause I need to book things like this. When I have something, I literally like, I'm awake. I have to, like, there's no option. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else I'm going to keep booking. Workout classes. That's what I do a lot. That pisses me off. I don't want to go do a workout class at 6 30. Well, that is definitely the best option. <laughs> you could do like a like a morning yoga, like a meditation mm-hmm. class or something. Yoga I do like. But or like meet your dad for coffee and like make him get you out of bed like twice a week or something. Yeah, he's always awake. I feel like he would love that. Oh my God. He would have like a happiness heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he'd be very excited about that opportunity. So this um, I, on Father's Day a few weeks ago, I like met up with my dad and he was like kind of sad going through a lot and, but he didn't want to talk about it. So we didn't acknowledge it really. And then I called him up a few days later and I was like, Hey, I noticed you were like kind of sad, like everything. Okay. And he literally, he paused. I know that he was like crying on the phone, the other line or like tearing up. And he's like, the fact that you read me so well and know me so well, <laughs> it melts my heart. I really appreciate this. And I was like, <laughs> so yes all that to just show he would really love the morning coffee so that's a good idea and I should take you up on it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> I'm just, I don't hear with ideas so my next week sorry autumn I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert on Sunday with my mom and sister and it is a well, so I refuse to look up spoilers. Like I don't want, like I, people have like whole set lists on Spotify and stuff. And like, I'm scrolling past the videos. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what she's wearing. Like, I want to just see it all there. And it is a full-time job learning all of her songs. <laughs> leading don't know <laughs> I don't know, like probably half of every album, which I was like, oh, I know like half of every album. That's a lot but her albums are like 20 fucking songs long. And then I'm like, oh my God. So I texted Danny and I was like, I can't make it to Folklore and Evermore. Can you just spoil what the set list songs from those albums are? So I don't have to do all of those albums, but I am getting all her early ones. So we're like, we're making progress. 
Yeah, so I have so many thoughts on this, and I've been wanting to talk about Taylor Swift concert, and I didn't know when we're going to talk about it, but we're probably going to talk about it multiple times because we have to talk about it after you go, obviously. Yes, obviously. But one, yes, you'd be surprised to know I also scroll past, and I also do not want spoilers. Sometimes I get sucked down the ones where she's like crying in a song, and I'm like so invested in this Joe Taylor breakup situation. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I watch those. But I'm not out here like listening to this. I don't want to know any of that because I want to go and I want to be fully. You're going to go. I'm going to go. But I'm saying when I go, I want to be like as surprised as I can be. And I already feel like I've seen too many of her outfits, which I don't like. Yeah, me too. She has been like changing things. Oh, that's good to know. So, you know, and she has the surprise song. So like it really is a different show every time and second of all yeah you know you had to start from childhood to know her whole discography like I don't think <laughs> well I don't and on know how you could do that at this point she has like 20 hours it's more than 20 I don't even know how many hours of songs I have no idea it's so many but megabytes in your brain <laughs> and each song like it's not like Dua Lipa love her absolute queen slay I have gone to her concert and she's one of my favorite people but her song the words are simple. So like, I'm not even at this point trying to learn the verses because the verses are like, it's like memorizing Shakespeare. I'm like, this is like a full fucking story. Like there is a plot line. It's not like, don't show up. (laughs) whatever. It's like, oh, there's like narrative and characters. And I'm like, okay, I'm just getting the chorus and the bridge. And if I can do that on every song, I'll be good. I think the bridge is the most important part to know edges are her bridges are so good yeah but actually this is like happy late speak now week I guess still the same Mm. speak now but when that came out I had dance practice until um like 10 30 and so I was like driving home I didn't want to listen to like the whole album because it was 10 30 but I listened to the surprise the new songs and I like was like skimming through to the bridge. I was like, I actually hear the bridge of every song to see where I, where my songs are, what my new faves are. But honestly, mm-hmm. Speak Now as a whole, Speak Now, not Taylor's version, is a no skip album. Speak Now, Taylor's version with the vault songs. I like like four of them, but I'm disappointed because they're reimagined in like a today, mm. um, like pop way, which that's how she wants to do it. But I wish that they had more of the same energy as Speak Now songs. Like they sound, they don't sound the same as a Speak Now song, which makes sense because they're reimagined yeah. in today's world. But <laughs> that to say, did you see Dave Portner's video on that? Yes. So that is how I got Kai to continue listening to the album with me is because he saw Dave Portnoy's videos. And I agree with him. I think, what is it like? I can see you or whatever. I don't like that one. I don't like Electric Touch, like of the I whole album. Are. You do? I think I like those as pop songs. I don't think that I love them. Yeah. As Taylor Swift writing is amazing, but I don't love all of her pop songs. And I like those as pop songs. From Well, her. some of her pop songs are like very arguably terrible. Like I'm sorry, but some of them I listen to and I'm like, okay, Taylor, I don't understand how this person is the same person that's like writing these beautiful songs that are making me cry in my commute. And then like, what is this? Like, some of them are great. I love, maybe this is a hot take, Blank Space is one of my favorite songs of hers of all oh, time. Oh, I love Blank Space. Thanks but, me. like, me, I don't like. Um, a lot of people just, 
a lot of it's a big song me and there's another one that shake it off I don't really oh. like those but a lot of people love them and they are some of her like most streamed songs they're also I mean because they were pop songs like at some point in time I do know every single word so if those I haven't had to listen to those at all because I already know them uh-huh. I will say um I am very excited that speak now came out right before we went because I think it's going to be a speak now heavy concert which I agree speak now is one of her best songs or best best albums but you and I were talking about this in Italy and I was like yeah I just feel like there's like a big gap and like when I was listening to Taylor Swift but then I realized it's also just because I didn't really I will say I did not listen to folklore and evermore as much so like I don't know those ones as well but she also had a six or eight year gap from making any albums. So I was like, oh no, I do know all of her old albums. I just wasn't listening basically like in her reboot after Folklore and Evermore. So yeah, also she became like hated yeah. <laughs> like, for a while. And so I think it became like, it, it was almost like embarrassing to like her or like uncool to like her. And so- I never really... I mean, I don't know, maybe there was never a time that I felt fully like, oh, I'm not going to listen to her because people, because I know that I am basic and extra and like half the things I do get made fun of all the time. So I don't really care. Um, But I think like, yeah, I remember in high school, I was talking to this girl and we were like debating it and she was from Taylor Swift's hometown. And she was like, yeah, I like hate her because I guess she was like in her brother's grade she like knew her as like a student at the school Mm -hmm. and so she was like I just like didn't like her even when we went to school with her so like I do remember that in high school it was like a thing and we there were conversations about it but I don't think I ever was like oh that is you know I'm not gonna listen to her because of that I I fucking loved her always and I've always listened to her the one album that I didn't like and I think I didn't like it because of like world opinion of her was reputation which is oh I love reputation I think it's my favorite as I've like as era's tour is coming I was like I need to learn reputation because I don't know any of those songs besides word off like I didn't really I listened to it once and I was like "Mm, not my fave and I just gave up but I think it's because a lot which no one I was telling this to my old roommate, Kayla. I was like, a lot of Taylor Swift magic is like the lyrics and like Mm -hmm. the beauty of that. And so you might hear a song and be like, "Eh, that's whatever. But then when you know the words, like I feel this in my soul, like, and so now I have been learning reputation. I'm like, there's actually like, I love a lot of this. So good. It's not my favorite from her, but I do love at least half of them, which I wrote it off because I think of like world pressure, but I still listen to her fully, just not reputation. I do think reputation was like a complete rebrand for her. And it was in her like flop era Why it's from a societal her- standpoint. <laughs> and so you who are like such a classic Taylor Swift person, I, I, when I listen, when I listen to reputation, cause I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I bet reputation is autumn's least favorite ever. Yes or album but it also makes sense that it's your least favorite and my favorite like I that neither of those things surprise me <laughs> but I think I love Midnight's I will say Midnight's like one of my favorites um but the other thing that's really cute about like re-listening to all this is that she literally was putting out songs since we were like such babies and so like a lot of these songs I have very core memories of just like doing like there's like one where I'm like oh my god I remember when I was like in fourth grade 
singing this with like I first this song first came out and me and my friends like learned all the lyrics and danced to it and then like fast forward and I was like oh my god I remember in high school me and my boyfriend broke up and he was like mad at me and he was like we went to the same like youth group thing and there was a karaoke night and he like screamed saying we are never getting back together like at me (laughs) I like remember it so clearly and I just, which also I didn't want to get back together with him. So that was the funniest part of all of it. It was, I was like, I broke up with you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's like, it's cute. Cause I'm like, these are such, her spread is like through our whole growing up. So these are such like core memories in our life of like, oh yeah, I remember where I was when this album came out and like what I was doing. So that's also been very cute. I was thinking the same thing when her, when her, she first went on this tour and videos started coming out and I didn't have, I don't have any tickets. I got like choked up because I was like, she's literally been like a big part of my life or my whole life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, even though, like, I feel like her songs have always comforted me in times where I've been sad. Like she's literally always been there to like hold my hand in a way from far away. And I'm like that's crazy my whole life like yeah. I, I listened to 15 every day on the first day of school <laughs> on the first day of freshman year of high school to all the way to lot first day of senior year of college I literally listened to it on the Cute. walk school every day and it makes it I'm like yeah I do have like core memories to every single song or like what was I sad about when this song came out or mm-hmm. but it's funny because I've actually never had a Taylor Swift breakup I've never been on in a breakup and when Sean and I broke up for like five days that one time I was like I'm not doing Taylor stuff till it's still it's for real done because if I listen to all too well or last kiss it's over <laughs> see I'm surprised that you didn't just take I mean I guess you were like in a dark place but I'm surprised <laughs> that like one teensy part of you wasn't like I'm gonna silver lining this shit and like get into the Taylor Swift breakup mindset for like a few days well, I think it was also like lockdown. Like I wasn't going anywhere and I was just like in my room at my parents' house. So I wasn't really like, jam- I didn't listen to any music really in those five days. It would have been like, um, are you okay? Like screaming all too well alone in your room. <laughs> yes. I've also had the pleasure or <laughs> yes, of, of supporting friends through breakups with Taylor Swift. So I have Me. been along <laughs> You, Cammie, Sierra, all of my high school friends. That's true. Not really as many college friends, but like all of my high school friends, I've been there for them. And even like Cammie now with her divorce, when we didn't know if it was like going to be for real or if they're getting back together or whatever, we were in the car and I was like, is it time for Taylor Swift or are we like holding out a little longer? And she's like, let's give it another week or two. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, also as someone who's been through many a breakup, every breakup is different and she has a song for all of them. Like there is so much nuance in the sadness of her songs. It's so impressive. I will say that I'm not super concerned about learning all of the words to the verse because of what you said earlier. The words themselves are so good that like, if even like do a leap, I'm like, I want to sing along to everything. That's fun. Like that's the whole energy of the concert. But like, I could just sit and listen to the story that she is telling on stage and it'll be just as entertaining as like me singing it and like knowing everything that's coming. And so, yeah, I think if I know the the 
chorus and the bridge. That's really the key. There's ch- there's chance. I don't know if you've seen the chance. Have you seen? There's like coordinated crowd chance. No, there's like some of them are so cringy. I'm like, I refuse to do that. One of them is like, oh, <laughs> right before she says, I'm going home tonight. <laughs> there's a break, and everyone goes, Where are you going, Taylor? <laughs> and I'm like, No, I won't be saying that. Then he says, I'm going home tonight. <laughs> and so everyone's like, Where are you going? And she's like, I'm going home tonight. Is that oh funny? my God. Uh, uh, I was going to say something. Oh God, it was a good one. Well, I also think you don't need to uh, memorize all of the words. I think you'll be surprised when you're there what words are unlocked from your brain. Like True. sometimes I feel like I've, I went to like the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert and I know a couple of their songs, but like, I don't know all of them by heart, but I was surprised when I was there. A lot of words were just flowing out of me and I thought <laughs> I'd make it up too, maybe. I don't know, but like, you'd be surprised. And I was going to say when I went to her concert, her Fearless tour, when we were what, like 10, mm-hmm. um, she was su- like the way that she put that concert together and the storytelling and the really like fun bits and like things that she had then yeah which is like 14 years ago was so amazing that I am so excited to see what it's like now that she's like a better storyteller a better performer a better artist like grown into herself more it's gonna be that but like times a million and I'm mostly scared because so many people are talking about like Taylor Swift amnesia where they go and they like don't remember the concert (laughs) because they're so overwhelmed with like there's so much yeah it's like so much stimulus yeah that's gonna happen to me I don't want to black out like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I mean okay I think that happens trying to think of like big cool concerts I feel like that happens often like you're not gonna remember play by play a three hour set list (laughs) (laughs) you won't but see that's when the set list playlists come in handy because then once you've seen it you can go and deep dig into the spoilers and relive it all and be like oh yeah that was so cool like I remember that I know I was talking to um my friend Sophie about it and I was like yeah if like I might just end up going by myself to this LA one in a few weeks I'm like I I not going to drink. Like, I don't want to waste any time in line for the bathroom. I don't want to waste any time in line for a drink. I don't even need anything to be elated there. So yeah, no, I agree. I think it's very much a, a focus on event. (laughs) Also, I have to say you need, I'm excited that folklore and evermore are like your least listened to albums because they're really, really good. Like they are honestly, the only reason they're not one, I should have just listened to them before because they are such good Seattle fall songs. The only reason I'm not listening to them. Right. And I know some of them from my like Seattle fall playlist. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm not really listening to them or like digging into them right now. One is because she has so many and I just need to prioritize. And two, because they're like sad girl winter songs. And I'm like, it's literally summer. Like this is not the vibe right now. And so it's more force. Whereas like speak now, I'm like, this is fun. I can listen to any of these songs in my car and like scream sing all of them. And like, it's more the vibe. There's a few, I mean, nobody, no crime is like maybe my favorite song of hers ever. I'm so obsessed with it. And Haim is opening Haim. I don't know how you pronounce it, but they're, they're opening for her. So I, 
feel like either they're going to perform it or, or she's going to perform it. So I'm super excited for that, but, but yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I just, am not up to date on those. Yeah. They're really, I remember I was nervous when they came out because I, is that her first album after reputation? I was like, when she posted the album cover, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. We're getting like back to my roots, Taylor Swift music. And then I was very pleasantly surprised. And then six months later, another one came out and I was like, what? And they, I, the other one was even better than the first one. I was like, ah, um, yeah, they are so good. And I would, I, my, my biggest green flag about Sean is that he is a big Taylor Swift fan. Thank <laughs> you. Like very, why big. won't he go with you to LA? He'll go with me. He doesn't want to spend $500. So I'm like, I feel like $500 is like the minimum you would be able to spend. That's what I'm saying. So I'm kind of like, okay, what if we just go up to LA? What if we just call Taylor up? What if we just (laughs) go up to LA and we scalp it out and I will go, I'll pay $500. And if you can, if we can find scalpers to give us like a better deal, like maybe he would go, he wants to go like really bad. He just like, that is like, I don't want to pay that much to be in the back, but he does want to go. So we were in Newport last week and we like woke up one day and he was quoting to me, nothing new. <laughs> like he just like another one of my favorites. So yeah. It's so good. And I was like, you don't understand nothing new because you're not a woman and you don't lose social currency as you age. You just get hotter and richer and everyone wants you more, but you don't understand that concept for me. And he's like, you can get hotter as you get older. And I was like, it's not the same thing. And no, no. one can <laughs> No, you can't because it's not about being actually high. It's about the the perception of you as a human. Like, like men don't actually get hotter as they get older. They just build more powerful energy. Yeah. Um, green flag, Kai is a Swifty. <laughs> so which is kind of a very surprising green flag from him. I know. But I guess his old his like house right before we started dating in college, his like senior house basically. Um loved 1989 <laughs> so they would just like blast 1989 at all of their pregame so he knows like every single word to every song on 1989 that's so funny I think it's funny that you and Kai's Swifty behavior is similar to mine and Sean's Swifty behavior you and Kai became fans more towards when she shifted to like pop era mm-hmm. and Sean and I more fell off when she switched to pop era and we're more fans of like the beginning Taylor and you and Kai Mm -hmm. were fans of like the older Taylor, which I think is funny, but now I'm fans of all of Taylor. I have (laughs) so my hate for reputation. It's not my least favorite album. Maybe it is my least favorite album, but it's not something that I'm like, I don't listen to that one, but I used to. It's only because there's so many good albums but yeah like I don't waste my time but now there are some songs that I throw in that mix yeah there's some great songs on reputation anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> after that we're gonna have another whole dedic- <laughs> I was thinking about dedicating an entire episode to Taylor Swift but I was like do we need to do that we probably no, no, do we should do the recap long. it's already been 25 minutes like I know so we're gonna have like 15 <laughs> minutes left for this but I still have more to say about it which is like the crazy thing is I could talk about her for way longer than too it's, long maybe than it's acceptable. <laughs> oh my god um okay so oh yeah today's I was like <laughs> I'm, my brain is like Taylor Swift I can't think of my there's no other thoughts 
Um, we are thinking of using today's episode as a little reintroduction to our friendship, sort of, because we have a bunch of new listeners and we did like an episode on our friendship in the very beginning, but we just want to talk about how we became friends and why we're here. So I'm excited. This is going to be a cute episode and it'll be a good like morning commute, good vibes episode. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny too. When we were first recording like our intro, that was our very first time recording like ever. And we were sitting on my floor, like just recording with each other, which was so fun. I like when we record in person, but a lot of it was like chit chatty cuteness, which I like the chit chatty cuteness. And I think people I think people do too, (laughs) but we were so nervous. We cut out so much of it and it's like, yeah, it's like choppy, like 10 minute intro basically with like bad quality because my room was so echoey and like really tall ceilings. (laughs) And so I think it's fun to revisit the conversation from like, we've been doing this for like a little over a year. We still don't have perfect sound quality, but it's a little better than this like huge room echoing and and we won't cut out a lot of the good stuff I think we cut out a lot of fun stuff from that intro for no reason but yeah we also don't really cut out anything now if you guys can't tell (laughs) we we very rarely cut anything out so so um yeah it's it is funny thinking back like it's been over a year since we've had this podcast and we definitely have gotten a lot better at it for sure. Just conversations. But I think it's building skills too, like in life. I'm like, wow, I am like a better conversationalist and I'm better at like interviewing people or I don't know, chit-chatting. I'm way better at talking. I thought that rush like made me good at talking to people, but I am way better at talking to people now. Cause I will just, I think, which is also not even topic what we're trying to talk about right now, but we've gotten really good at like getting specific on what we're trying to like get from a conversation and so Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had a better time with like getting people to open up to me sooner in relationships or like sometimes I do feel like I manhandle the conversation a bit more than I need to but um but yeah it's been it's been when we're in Italy we're like (laughs) what's what's everyone reading today (laughs) just really questions yeah we we definitely were the conversationalists in Italy but I think people appreciated it they told they did tell us at the end that they appreciated it everyone loved us (laughs) you were truly the favorites who doesn't love us um but autumn and my friendship started oh my god how many years ago seven seven years ago yeah and now it's more like a true seven years because it was closer to like spring that we knew each other in the fall but like I don't remember you at all until Mm -hmm. one day (laughs) I do have pictures with you from the fall but agreed it was like it was when we were meeting everyone and so in the in this fall it was like you know you had your people that you like really knew and then you were just meeting so many people all the time that you're like I don't know my brain is like not retaining who these people are until like something significant happens with them Mm -hmm. but yeah one fateful day in the spring we were hungover as we were. And I texted in our group chat. Yeah. As we were literally every single day of the week. Um, who wants to get Chipotle? And Autumn was the only one that answered <laughs> that text changed our lives. That no one else wanted to get Chipotle. 
but that text really did. I went over, I walked over. She was like four doors down from me in New North in our dorm. In our dorms. I traveled so far, the four, the four rooms. And um, I don't think I left your room that night. <laughs> like, no, I don't think you did. We, we ordered the food like early in the day and we were there talking until like 4 a.m. Like this is like middle school sleepover energy. And I never had that experience with anyone else in college. Never just stayed up talking no. all night to Liz, maybe. Yeah, but that was like once we were already friends. Like I yeah. think some plenty of nights where, yeah, I stayed up late, like talking with someone, but never like, oh, this is like one of my earlier times hanging out with you. And like one-on-one, we just had a sleepover. Like I didn't even go back to my room, which no. was four doors away. <laughs> yeah, we... We literally t- talked about like, I mean, like it is now, like we just, t- it was like, we just <laughs> fell into like where we currently are in our friendship. It has been exactly like this since the moment we met each other. It was really like, honestly, so absurd. We talked about like absolute nonsense, like astrology. And like, that's honestly the core that I remember is the astrology conversation. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about necessarily, but I, that's, I think that's what we like ended on. And that's probably when we were like really into the yow yow. We were like, because <sighs> it was like 4 a.m. and we were like delirious. We think the same things and we know <laughs> the same. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's probably the closest I've been to like love at first. Yeah. Sight. <laughs> I would I would strongly agree with that. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Love it first hang out. Um yeah, and then like after that we were truly inseparable like to extreme embarrassing lengths. I had a roommate but she had a boyfriend and so she was always sleeping over at her boyfriend. So Autumn would just sleep over at mine every single night um and crazy like that was so fun but also like we're so codependent I could just sleep in my room four rooms away (laughs) yeah you were literally four rooms away and you slept in my room like almost every night um and then that was like yeah so that was the end of freshman year Mm -hmm. so then sophomore year we both had already committed to housing situations which were great we had good housing but sophomore year is when we lived (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love you, Allie, Lex, and Liv. That was great. <laughs> but I had already committed. <laughs> um, but we lived really far away from each other sophomore year because Autumn lived at our sorority house and I lived at the new apartments on campus at the village, which was like, I don't know, half a mile away. Half a mile. Yeah, we lived really far away. It was, it was a 10-minute walk. <laughs> I guess a lot further now. But yeah, compared to the four four doors away. This yeah. was big. That's and true. then uh, Olivia, my roommate, didn't sleep away as much as she did freshman year. And Autumn lived in the house. And so we would just continue sleeping at each other's places every single night. But we just share a twin bed. And I don't know what it is, but Autumn and I fit so comfortably in a twin bed. <laughs> and we both had our own twin beds half a mile away from each other. But we would just alternate sleeping at each other's twin bed we probably like didn't sleep in the same bed like two or three nights every week like more nights than we were sleeping with each other more nights than not makes it sound like so like so in a relationship like well and that's the thing about this I feel like a lot of people are like oh my god everyone thinks like me and my best friend are dating but like 
people wholeheartedly believed that Autumn and I were dating. <laughs> like, some people didn't I even like it. question it. Like they just assumed that it was well-known knowledge that Autumn and I were dating. <laughs> well, why wouldn't that's like that? I don't know any other friend in friend relationship in college that had sleepovers in the same bed every night. Like, no, I don't know. Like it was so funny. We, I had so many walks of shames that was actually just walking back from Jordan's apartment. Like so embarrassing wearing last night's clothes, last night's makeup, or like some weird put together version of her pajamas with booty. Like, so embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be walking out of her apartment and like, there's a tour, like a, a like in, in perspective, like what's prospective freshmen. Students, yeah. And their parents are like, shield your eyes. Like, <laughs> woman of the night. <laughs> friends like, I'm just sleeping at my friend's house. I'd sleep over. We didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it was really, there were, there were many a walk of shame from each other's place. Um, but it was good. And then what else did we do that year? That was kind of our stoner era. Yes, we became stoners. <laughs> we- yeah, but it was honestly great for us because we were idiots freshman year and then we would just leave well, frat parties to smoke. I think sophomore year, mm-hmm. like the first half actually was like sc- scary behavior. I think I, not scary behavior in that like, oh my God, we did so many bad things, but scary behavior in that I think you come in with a little too much confidence sophomore year and like solidified friendships. yeah. And- so that year, I feel like we were drinking more than any other year in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say that's accurate. Sophomore year. And I became a very like functioning blackout drunk, which is crazy that I felt like every time I drank sophomore year, I would blackout. Yeah. And yeah, that was like as many times a week as we could, <laughs> which. So is- like four or five. <laughs> Which is so scary to like think about. Yeah. And, like we're just lucky that I was like a an okay functioning blackout. Like <laughs> Autumn kept us alive. <laughs> so yeah. So that was like the standard. So then when like smoking came along, it was great. Wholesome. Yes. It was very wholesome. Um, so that was good. And then we would just spend a lot of time in our apartment watching movies. hanging out (laughs) and then sophomore summer long distance again I don't think we didn't live oh sophomore summer you don't remember this sophomore summer we started oh that was the west summer yes and we lived in west and both of us were working at planet blue but different locations and we we literally worked at different locations because my it boss wouldn't hire Autumn because they were like, you guys are just going to talk and fuck around the entire time, which was a little bit true. A little bit, but I think we could have done really well together. I think we would have sold a fuck ton together. Like, yeah, people love us. People, everyone <laughs> loves us. <laughs> but I will say, I do think people love us more as a pair than yeah. they do. We are, what is it? We like the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts or whatever. Like yeah, we yeah. are better together than we are independently. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think we're more like comforting or approachable in that way. Cause she's like, oh, you guys are losers. Like, I don't know what it is. And like, I think our anxiety subsides. We both have really bad social anxiety. So when we're together, our social anxiety subsides. So then like, we're not giving off anxious, nervous vibes. We're just like giving off friendship vibes. So, so I think that like, we are each other's emotional support animals. Yes. So yeah, that was the West summer, the boyfriend summer. Yes. And then I started dating Sean probably like literally like six weeks before you started dating Kai. So not very long, but those six weeks, we had the most tiffs out of our relationship ever because you were upset that I was leaving. And Mm -hmm. also like was leaving like a lot because that's what you do when you're stupid and like following your beginning relationship. Yeah. And you're, and then you keep bailing on your friend and like also didn't have a car though. So I would like take the train down to see Sean. And then I was like at Liberty of like anyone else to take me home. <laughs> and you'd be like, when are you going to come here? And I'm like, I don't know who's going to take me. Like, I don't oh know yeah, I remember I'm- that. You'd have to like figure out a ride. <laughs> yeah. So we had the most tips in those six weeks because, you know, I think we had to be in a relationship together. we we had to have our own relationships to keep our relationship functioning because no I agree which we always said we did say that before we got in before we got into our own separate relationships (laughs) we were like I don't know how we're going to function if both of us are not single at the same time and so then I met Kai and that's like kind of why our, our anniversaries are six weeks apart that's kind of why you're dating Kai. <laughs> That's really just all the reasoning behind it. No, but that was like perfect timing. So yeah, then we were codependent in our relationships and kept that up. And I think our boyfriends hated us together because we were so irritating. And we, we, they, they would like third wheel us. Like it would be just them coming to our sleepovers and they're like, this sucks. <laughs> They've gone over that, but it was definitely like that for a while. Yes. I know they're both like, in the front seat and we'd be like turn it up like <laughs> screaming do a leap and guy is struck <laughs> like giggling yeah yeah but I do think it's cute though that we started dating them like six weeks apart or like really close to each other and we're still here now I know five All years later of us. <laughs> we found we found the ones together which was great yeah I think I was gonna say something else about that yes the most tiffs yeah sophomore summer was big It's crazy to me that we were only like a year really into our friendship that summer. I know. But also like, I think it's really like that time is so much more than a year of high school friendship or like a year of like full-time work friendship because we didn't go to class as much as we should. And also- (laughs) We also had a bunch of classes together. Yeah, we made our schedule so we can go to class together. And even if we like were being always perfect students going to every class ever, there's still so much downtime that you have. We'd study together and we would literally have sleepovers every night. So we're actually spending like the whole time together versus like in high school, you get to hang out at lunch and then on the weekend. And like, it's like camp friends on the same team. Like how camp friends are expedited, but it's like a year of camp friendship. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so that that checks out and then um junior year we lived together finally (laughs) we finally got a room together we had the cutest room at our sorority house we just went back uh 
for homecoming and like walked into our room. It was so cute and brought back all memories. It's not our room anymore. And I was like, walk in. (laughs) It is a little creepy, but we did it. But people did that to us, so it's fine. Yeah, Um, like 60s. I feel like it was like a little more. Yeah, true. You're kind of a weird age to be back at our sorority because you kind of look like. Like, do you go here? Are you here? Who are you? You know? Yeah, we just look like bad bad looking seniors <laughs> like, I think you look a little like aged out <laughs> um but that was also so fun living in a sorority in general was just really fun I feel like that's also when we got a lot clo- <laughs> that's when we branched out <laughs> that's when we got a lot closer with like the broader group of all of our friends which was really fun and yeah that was great And then, oh, but that was, that was another year of tiffs because we were still traveling a ton. I was going home all the time because my mom was sick and you were dating Sean who was going to school in Arizona. So remember we would like, would always like miss each other. And we'd have like many weekends where we just like, weren't like I was there alone and then I'd be gone and then you'd be there alone and then you'd be gone, you know? And like, we would just, we just kept missing each other. So that was another season of tiffs. I don't know if we tiffed as much, but it was like, I just remember we never really crossed paths. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of people. I still saw you a ton. We didn't (laughs) see as much of each other as we did sophomore year, but I don't think we were fighting about it. Like that that first like two months of me and Sean, we were fighting about it. And you were like, are you going to be that friend who leaves her for your boyfriend? Or are you going to like learn how to be a good friend? You know, like we were like actively having tiffs about it. But I don't remember really having tiffs about missing each other because- like obviously you're gonna go see your mom and like I wasn't going I was seeing Sean like maybe once a month mm-hmm. because he was in Arizona so I wasn't like that was also when we had our most classes time. together I think that too so we were spending like the most time together probably yeah and then this was our true first stint of long distance was abroad which was really shitty and our the thing that sucked about abroad was that our schedules were so different and so like we barely went on any trips together we you like got there way later than me right got there and then like stayed a lot longer yeah and yeah. then you your school your literal class schedule was a lot different than mine my literal class schedule was very rigorous <laughs> like <laughs> i everyone abroad is like oh like i just like you don't have to go to class we went to like one class a week it was like nothing and my class well, was like actually if you were 10 minutes late to a class that was an absence if you missed two classes you failed (laughs) like that was it there was no homework there was one test at the end of the year which was your whole grade and I failed I failed a class abroad and they wouldn't let me take the test there it was so frustrating that I failed when I like went to every class and like actually studied and like did all I like really tried to (laughs) to pass this test and like it's so common to fail classes at that school that because it's only one test that everyone has the opportunity to retake the test a second time, but you have to retake the test in the Netherlands. And it was two months after I left. And so I was trying to ask if they had proctored at USC for me with a USC professor. And they were like, no, you need to come back. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay 3000 plus dollars to come back and maybe fail this test again. I'd rather just like a class is the same cost. I'd rather just take it. Yeah. Yeah, that was absurd. Um, and my I had class two days a week. We did have to go to all of them. 
but it was twice a week and they were in the same building and they were really easy and all of our professors were fun. So Bella and I had like, maybe it was three days a week. Maybe we were, I just know that we had both. I don't think we had Mondays off, but we had Thursday and Friday both off. And we got lucky with our schedule because it depended. Like some people had, some people had to go to class on Thursdays, (laughs) but Bella and I got lucky and we just had Monday through Wednesday. So that was wonderful. Um, But yeah, Autumn and I like never overlapped abroad, which sucked. And then senior year was amazing until COVID happened. (laughs) And we lived in our house. We lived with 10 girls, which was also a very fun time. I know. That was really fun. I remember (laughs) when we were like at your house in um, Hawaii, like right when lockdown was happening and you pulled me aside you were like if you want to stay you can stay (laughs) but nobody else everyone else has to get the fuck out and I was like I I wish I mean I was so scared of COVID I mean when everything was happening it was very overwhelming and so I was like I need to be with my family like I feel like shit is gonna go down like I don't know I want to be with my family if something does happen but now looking back nothing happened I'm like fuck I wish I just wrote it out stayed in Hawaii I know (laughs) we yeah that was crazy I mean obviously COVID was crazy and then both of us I mean both of us have medical anxiety for different reasons and so I think we were taking it very seriously, which is good. Mm -hmm. Take it seriously. But it definitely kept us apart. I think that the reason our friendship works so well, and I think about this a lot, the reason that we are like so inseparable is because we are both closeted nerds and like the parts of the people that we actually want to be or like deep at our core enjoy being like little fantasy book nerds and like doing our nerdy little hobbies, like, yeah, singing musicals together, like all those things that we love that we've had to like fully suppress to fit in at all with any sort of popular group of girls can come out with each other. And so we are like the person we are the, we like our friendship, like heals our own inner child. (laughs) I haven't thought about it that way, but that's honestly true. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so I think like we, very can we can very unapologetically be ourselves with each other in a way that like I don't think I fully can with everyone else without feeling like oh we're gonna like hide the Hamilton lyrics that I know (laughs) by heart all the way through the entire musical (laughs) (laughs) did I send you that TikTok that was like that one friend who always promises she's gonna match the vibe and she's like can I have the ox like I promise I'll match the vibe and then she plays satisfied (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, that's oh. me. I feel like that is always matches the vibe. Oh, match the vibe. Oh my God. That actually is not the way to work now. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. Also, because we do, we've always said this, we have a complementary mm-hmm. health problems. Like in a way we, we balance each other's like anxieties or like depressions or whatever. Like we're like the antidote. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the best man impression you'll ever have. (laughs) It's true. And like we both, yeah, we both just like very much like it's fun traveling with you because we are always on the same page with like how we travel and like how we want to live our lives. And so I think we've just never, I don't know, it's always just like 
yeah, we're on the same page. Like you want to hang here? Yeah, I do actually. Like you want to go do this thing? Like, yeah, I guess we probably should now at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I think we, you see on the internet, like the nuclear family is like declining. It's going, whatever people are like having partnerships with friends, like just living their life with a friend. And I'm like, honestly, if Sean and I don't work out, that's probably where I'm headed. (laughs) Yeah. Partnership with you. No. And I think it's the only, it's the only option. (laughs) No, but it's outside of like our real partners, (laughs) the other partners. Yeah. Autumn and I also always remind, like, because our timelines are the exact same, we're always like, our five-year anniversary is going to be always like, (laughs) talk about like our, as in like me, Kai, Autumn, and Sean as like one big group. But the other partners in this, if that doesn't work out, I just think like, there's not very many people that I could like fully be like, yeah, I'm going to live, I'm going to live my whole life with you. (laughs) That's fine. No brainer. We could like have like sperm donors. We can get pregnant together. Or, like we we'd be we'd be great partners together. <laughs> we would live yeah. a happy and full life. We together. would live a really good life. Yeah, I think this is part of the reason why some people truly just thought we were a couple. <laughs> like it was like it's funny. Yeah, I just I mean I look back on it and I think the funniest part is just that. Some people thought that it was like such a well-known fact that they didn't even need to like ask about it. Like it wasn't like, oh, do you think they're like gay? <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, Autumn and Jordan, the dating couple. <laughs> like it was like, that's who they are. And we've talked about this, but when Autumn and I would go out, like the first, if we went out rarely without each other, it was really that one senior, <laughs> seniors <laughs> fall. We would always get like, where's Autumn? Where's mm-hmm. Jordan? It was like the first thing anyone said to us. So yeah, we were very, very inseparable. Some would well, say codependent, but I mean, it's also just funny because that is still true today. Like not fully, but in a different like adult way where how you're at that wedding a few weeks ago and everyone's asking you about me. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I appreciate that people are asking and inquiring about me, but it's so funny that like, that is still true. I don't have, yeah, I don't have any friendship that people would ask me like about anyone else if I'm mm-hmm. going to a wedding, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and it was funny too, because it was Seattle people. It wasn't even like USC. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's so known that it was like, it was really Seattle people asking. Well, so I did spend during COVID. I came up for like six weeks. Yeah, you did. So yeah. So, so yeah. So basically the last three years not living together sucks. And that's why I made a podcast because we were like, we love talking. We're really good at talking to each other and we're really confused and lost and don't know what's going on. And we kind of feel like someone else feel the, feels the same way. So we should just record ourselves yeah. talking about it. Like, like we were having these conversations, I feel like every week hmm. that I was like, this is like, I know that a million other people our age is, are having this exact same conversation. And like, that's really where the podcast like spurred from is really like, why don't we just like, yeah, record this so that people who are also going through this and maybe are also living in cities separate. Like that's what was really hard for you and I is that like, we weren't with our college friends. And I know like there was like a little group in LA and then like a group in San Francisco. And I think everyone was feeling really lonely once we started talking to people. 
but because we were so far away from everyone, we felt like we were like the loneliest and we really like felt separate. And so I think that was also part of it is we were like, if you're away from all your friend groups, we'll just be your best friend. You can just join this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like the transition from college to adulthood post-college life is like already confusing and lonely, but then to couple it with like COVID and like yeah. not having that time with our friends and then moving to a new city in like kind of a weird lockdown. It's like such yeah. a it's already a hard time, but then doubled when you're really not encouraged to socialize with random people and like meet random people. Like that just felt like, you know, it doubled down the confusion and the hardness of it all. I do wonder though, like if we would have just stayed in the same city, would we have ever like even felt that depression or would it have just been smooth sailing? I feel like, no. I feel like it would have been, well, I think especially because realistically, where we would have lived is we would have both lived together in San Diego and I would have had Kai and like you would have I mean Sean was in college for a year but then like after that like it would be like very much our people would all be in the same place in a place that we like all love mm-hmm. and so I think it would have I don't think we would have felt it as much and like being able to go to LA like I feel like if you and I were both down there we would probably go to LA more than like you have like we would like do more of those things so yeah I don't think we would have had that as much but I will yeah to your point we talk a lot about like the importance of community versus friendships when you're an adult and when we graduated there wasn't a community because group group hangs were not encouraged so like group workout classes were closed down if you were picking up your food it was like I'm gonna drop it off outside of the door and you pick it up and don't talk to me or like don't like it just was like you're you're seeing your like nuclear people so then when you lose all your nuclear people you're like, how, you know, who am I, how am I supposed to feel like connection to any of this when it's like so lonely? So yeah, that was definitely, definitely the vibes for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the vibes. And now it's less depressing and sad, but there is a lot of like, which we talk about actively I mean, our whole last episode was about that was there's a lot of like, confusion on like where am I going and what am I doing and I'm making the right decisions and like what career do I want to be and so we'll continue having these conversations here but I think it shifted from less of like we're so lonely and more about like who do we want to be and how do we want to like show up in the world yeah yeah I agree um well thanks for listening to our friendship rant and as always rate review subscribe Please, we love it so much. It means the world to us. I'm gonna beg every single Please week. Please send us that you love us. <laughs> Please, words words of affirmation are a love language. So we need, I need constant reassurance that I'm doing a good job, or else I shut down completely. Um, and we have a really fun like set of guests coming up planned for this summer and the fall. So keep listening stay tuned I know we've done a lot of just me and autumn talking but we do have fun guests coming up soon so woohoo woohoo